0: Hey there everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Cottonwood Compass, your go-to source for navigating high school. I'm Kyoshi, and I'm here with my co-host.
1: I'm Jonas, and together we're on a mission to bring you relevant high school information in 10 minutes or less, and each episode we'll dive into topics that matter the most to high school students.
0: We'd love to hear what you think, shoot us a message if you have any questions, and we just might feature it on a show. So sit back and relax, thanks for joining us, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Cottonwood families. And today we have a very special guest with us, uh, Andrea Allen from Sacramento State. She is an admissions advisor with the Office of Admissions and Outreach, and she's here to give us insight on Sac State. Andrea, welcome to the Cottonwood Compass, and I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: First of all, thank you all for like letting me do this with you all. This is really cool. So I am an admissions advisor at Sac State. I've been working at Sac State for about three years in admissions, so kind of seen a lot of the admissions cycles coming in through fall and spring. Big things about Sac State, we are like the local four-year university. We're part of the CSU system, and we're actually one of the, I would like to say we're one of the cheaper, cost-effective uh, CSUs out of the 23 campuses. I like to tell students that I went to Sac State myself. I took a little bit longer than the four years. I started in 2017, and I just got my bachelor's in May 2023, and I left college completely debt-free. A couple things about the school, like, are, like, really Nicely geographically located in the heart of the city. So you're close to everything food, social hubs, the mall. Um, if you want to go shopping, we're really close to a lot of freeways. If you know you want to go back home or take a day trip somewhere, and then we have a lot of cool things on campus a lot of academic resources, fun resources like clubs, sports. And then we also have a lot of like equity and affinity related resources as well. So no matter how you identify, um, there's a place for you at Sac State. Biggest things about getting into Sac State, high school students are going to have three requirements and that's going to be first graduating from high school. Second is going to be completing your A through G requirements. You'll need, you know, two years of history, social science, four years of English, three years of math, maybe four preferred. Two years of a uh, laboratory science, so, you know, biology, chemistry, and then two years of a language other than English, one year of a visual performing art, and one year um, of a college prep elective. And then since Cottonwood students are considered local students, um, their minimum GPA required for admission would be a 2.5. But obviously, you know, the higher your GPA, the more competitive you are as a, as a student.
1: You <laughs> talked a little bit about groups, organizations on campus. I uh, went to CSUS, I joined like the skiing snowboard club. Was there any like clubs that you wanted to join?
2: Yeah, so I didn't join any sports until like the semester right before the like the semester the pandemic started. Um, So I didn't really integrate myself into campus really until just this my last year. So right before the pandemic, I had joined the wakeboarding club. So we'd go to Wake Island, you know, have fun with other schools, things like that. But I also joined women's rugby. um, And then I played a lot of intramural sports in the well. So I played intramural soccer for from freshman year all the way up until my last semester. And then I also played intramural basketball, won two rings in intramural soccer. And then I joined like also a lot of like random clubs on campus. I was a sociology major. So I joined the sociology club, things like that. And it made me, I met a lot of friends that way.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I loved all the on-campus involvement that CSUS has. Uh, Did you get a chance to stay in the dorms at all?
2: I didn't. So I'm from Sacramento. I would commute for a while and then eventually I got tired of the commute and I did considered dorms for a while. But for me, it was a big thing was the cost of it. I had to take that into account. So looking at the cost of housing versus the cost of area or like areas in right around Sac State, I was actually able to find housing with other students. So I joined like this little Facebook group and it was called Sac State Student Housing, basically like a forum for students who are, you know, they just graduated, they're moving back home, but their lease isn't up. So they want somebody to take it over. So I took over somebody's lease for a summer. And then I've been living with the same group of people for the last five years.
0: Yeah, I think it was really good insight into the clubs and opportunities that are on campus too. You know, college isn't just about going to school. Like it is also like, you know, your ability to your opportunity, I should say, to be able to find your tribe You can really make some lifelong friends through those routes. I wanted to go into a little bit of what you experienced in the classroom, though, regarding like class sizes, you know selecting classes, all that kind of stuff. What did that look like for you at Sac State?
2: Yeah, so Sac State, we are considered one of the more medium-sized CSUs. We have about 30,000 students between graduate and undergraduate students. Most of the time, we say that our typical class sizes are going to be anywhere from about 27 to 32 students to one professor, which is a lot of what students are used to in like typical high school setting. It's not that big of a transition. It actually makes college, you know, that first year more comfortable kind of acclimating yourself. I would say the biggest class you may ever have are going to be like those freshmen or like those GE lectures. Those can have upwards to 150 students. I only had two of those my whole time at Sac State though. As for selecting classes, so there are 30,000 students, so it can be a challenge sometimes to, you know, pick classes or get classes that you need If depending on when your registration date is. So I joined clubs. I was part of EOP, which is a program for historically like low-income students or first gen students and we actually got priority registration. So instead of being like the last two, three days of registration, I was actually I think day three or four. So I had a lot more class opportunities available than some, you know, freshman sophomore students do. So you know if you're able to join programs or if you're able to, you know, get in a club or be a part of a resource that offers that priority registration, definitely do it because priority registration is probably one of the greatest gifts you can get in college. It makes things so much easier. Um, and then as for like other experiences in the classroom, we are a really diverse campus. We I think we're rated like top 5 most diverse as of 2022 in the Western US. So we have people from all walks of life in all of your classes. So, you know, if you're in like those freshman political science classes, there's probably, you know, people from all different backgrounds sitting, you know, next to you across the classroom. So it's really interesting getting those different perspectives, you know, when you're learning about something. I remember I was, a when I first got to Sac State, I was a government major and hearing, you know, there was international students who would provide their perspectives on, you know, their international governments versus, you know, American governments and getting able or being able to see those like nuances through somebody who's lived that experience. It's definitely a new new eye opening experience.
0: No, oh, thanks for that insight on the classes too. It sounds like, you know, it's pretty similar to high school in terms of like class sizes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of our students they take, you know, between like five and six classes every semester. Is that mm-hmm. something that um our students could expect at sex day too?
2: Yes, it, I think it's yes and no, it's all really preference. So for me, I was a financial aid recipient. so I was able to get all of my classes paid for, but I had to take a certain amount of classes each semester. I had to take 12 units. so typically that's about four classes um, just depending on how much each class uh, units are. Um, so typically full to get your full financial aid refund amount, you'll need to take 12 units or about four classes. But if you know if you drop below those 12 units, which you can, um, it's just not covered through financial aid. That's also possible. I've seen students who take one class, two classes every other semester, but I've seen cl- students who take, you know, I was a student who took exactly 12 units because that was what I was comfortable with. But I've also seen students who will take 15, who will take 18 um, and up to the max um, with permission 21 units. So for me, I started off as one of those students who would take 15 or 18 because they tell you, you know, 15 units per semester will get you out in four years. But I got to this point where I knew that I didn't put all of my effort in in one in somewhere in one of those classes if I was taking 15 units. So during my last two years, I kind of got comfortable with just taking 12. And I told myself, hey, if it takes me a little bit longer, that's, that's okay.
1: My experience was very, very similar. I started <laughs> off with 15 and I had problems passing all my classes. And like you said, uh, one of them tended to not get as much attention. I went to the same spot where I did 12. I did summer school. And one other thing I really, really liked at CSUS was night classes. Those one day a week from like 6 to 9 p.m. um, I thought those were like perfect for students that wanted to work during the daytime.
2: Yeah, I was one of those students who worked full-time during the daytime in those night classes. You know, sometimes I was taking two or three in a week, but it was better than, you know, for me, it was more convenient than being on campus missing work.
1: As an academic advisor and for freshmen coming into CSUS, what are some like tips and tricks you wish every student would take advantage when they enroll at CSUS?
2: So you have to go through new student orientation, and I, as a student who went through new student orientation, um, I worked for orientation one summer. I know. Students don't usually remember a lot after orientation. It's kind of a quick one day thing and then you're done and then school starts later. Biggest thing is map out where your classes are going to be beforehand. Figure that out. Um, Maybe take a walk around campus the week before, a couple days before, kind of figure out where everything is at. But as for actually like when you're on campus, I recommend going to advising. Academic advising is super important. You are mandated to go your first and second semester but after that they don't tell you that you have to go but it's very important for you to go so you know like if you're on track you know if you can if there's any substitutes for classes that you can take or you know if you want to change your major If you have specific questions academic advisors have all of that specific information so it's really important to see them regardless of if your student portal is telling you to or not. Also, seeking out your resources. We have tons of resources on campus for, you know, how you identify, whether it be, like, culturally, um, identity-wise, or, you know, we also have academic resources, and we also have, you know, other types of resources on campus. Seek out all of those resources. You know, if you're a Black student, seek out the MLK Center. If you're, you know, an Asian student, seek out the APETA Center. You know, we have all of these things and they offer so many unique services like counseling services, um, advising services. A lot of times if you're in those programs, you can get that um, priority registration. They have all of those. It's included in your tuition. So why not use it? Um, You know, you're paying about thirty seven hundred dollars a semester. For these things, so just take advantage of them. We also have a free tutoring service on uh, campus. That's really important. All of these things, including your tuition. So my biggest thing is just seek out your resources. I was one of those students who waited until my last year to seek out my resources. So it's best to make the most of like what you're paying for. And
0: yeah, I think uh, you know a lot of what we talked about so far. Like for you know, freshmen entering college, um, do you have any advice for students that are thinking about a transfer, say they're at a local community college or something like that? What kind of classes, are, is there a pathway they should follow when they want to go from like community colleges to Sac State?
2: Yeah, so we, uh, the CSU recently introduced a new transfer program called the Transfer Success Pathways. So it's for students who graduated spring 2023 and later Basically, as soon as they get to the community college, they can sign a TAG agreement, so a transfer admission guarantee with one CSU. So they can't, there's a couple different ways we can do, but the transfer success pathway allows them to sign a, a TAG agreement with one other CSU. So if you're going to Folsom Lake College, you sign a TAG, say, I want to get my associate's degree and sign my TAG with Sac State. So once you receive your associate's degree, you finish that degree plan. Your guaranteed admission into Sac State as long as you meet, you know, the good standing policy, which, you know, if you get your associate's degree, you're in good standing. So that's one way. Transfer Success Pathways is a really cool brand new program that we're rolling out. So that's one way. The second way would be through the ADT. The ADT is really cool. I think it gives you a lot of different benefits than just regularly transferring with 60 units. So the ADT first of all it gives you an associate's degree but it guarantees you transfer into a participating CSU. So one of the 23. You don't get to necessarily choose which one like the tag agreement, but it does say that you know if you apply to at least you know one of them you're going to get into one of them with that ADT. The ADT also offers you a 0.1 GPA boost. So, you know, some students if they're trying to get into competitive programs, they have that ADT, it makes, you know, gives them that little bit of boost that can give them the the edge um, to get into that program, especially with programs like business, psychology, and criminal justice. And then there also is just, you know, getting your associate's degree or transferring without an associate's degree that usually regardless about it takes about two years so my biggest advice is if you want to go through that you know two years through the community college it's best to do the tsp or the adt so that way you can receive other benefits you know getting that associate's degree the gpa bumps and then being admitted into one of the universities it just gives you more benefits um, all the way around
0: that's really good advice so the tsp Mm you said that was the transfer success pathway yeah and then the the ADT, thats the is that the Associate Degree for Transfer? Yeah. And you said, so it, is it limited based on program, like majors, or is it limited on campuses, or is it like a mixture of both?
2: It's a mixture of both. So the TSP is system-wide through the California Community Colleges and the CSU. So all of them participate in the Transfer Success Pathway Program. I don't believe that one is specific on program, but just specific on when the student graduated, who can participate. But with the ADT, I've noticed that one, you know, some schools will have like an ADT in accounting, some schools won't. So I think it really just depends on the resources at that school, what programs they have available. We have a direct agreement with Los Rios. So a lot of our articulation is, I think, seamless. Um, So I think if students were to go to, you know, the local community colleges, Folsom Lake, Sac City, those ones, do like an ADT, we have those exact degree programs to get you in uh, to Sac State. We'll have sometimes have students who, you know, get an accounting ADT, but we don't necessarily, uh, they can't get directly into the accounting program. But with the way that the Los Rios program is set up, they can get directly in from their ADTs to our programs.
0: That's really good insight. Thank you.
1: Do you want to talk about a little bit like how important financial aid is? Like, I think one of the biggest things with financial aid is students don't realize they need to reapply every year. That's a good point.
0: And uh, also like resources on campus, like scholarship opportunities.
2: For financial aid, um, financial aid is really important. A lot of students, you know, sometimes they'll think I don't qualify. I don't, my parents probably won't qualify. So it's just, I'm going to completely disregard it. It's always worth applying to no matter what, just to see what kind of package you can get. You usually... If You know, if you're a senior applying to um, the colleges, you'll apply typically October, but right now there's a new application rolling out. So it'll be December this year um, that the application rolls out. You'll apply December and when you get your, your acceptance letters around March, you'll be able to see you know, when or what school will offer you what financial aid package based on, you know, what you applied for through the financial aid application. That being said, a lot of times we have students that do come into our office asking why their financial aid hasn't dispersed. And then we look and they don't have a financial aid file for that year. So, it is important that you do have to refile for it the same time every year. And then as well as financial aid, we also have scholarships. So there's different types of scholarships you can get. We offer merit-based scholarships. So if you're meeting certain GPA requirements or going above and beyond GPA requirements, Saxday will automatically give you a merit-based scholarship in your student account. But there are other scholarship ways you can get scholarships. So we have, there's national ones that you can apply for, you know, third-party ones. But we also offer our own institutional scholarships. We offer we a lot about two to six million dollars every year for random scholarships. There's scholarships for people who are left-handed, um, people who you know may identify as you know Native American background, um, you know African American background. There's ones for you know identity, uh, ones for you know where you went to high school, things like that. Um, there's hundreds of different applications um, or scholarship opportunities that we offer. And you have a really long time to apply for them. October 1st of every year to March 15th. Usually um, a lot of that money doesn't get claimed because students aren't applying to these scholarships. Students don't think that they have a good chance of getting them because there's so many other students applying for them. I always tell students my own experience with scholarships. I was one of those students who always thought like, there's so many other students, I'm not going to get it. So I'm not going to apply. But when the pandemic, you know, approached us, I kind of was in a spot where I needed to apply for scholarships, I ended up applying to about nine of them. Um, And I got $15,000 that I was able to use to pay for tuition, supplement income while I wasn't working, things like that. I didn't have to pay any of it back, which is the great thing. So biggest thing I can say is like apply for your financial aid and make sure you're applying for scholarships, even if you don't think it's a possibility for you to receive them, because worst they can say is no best thing they can do is, you know, give you money, you don't have to pay back. Where would you apply to the Sac
1: State specific one?
2: So if you just go to our website, our website acts like a search engine um, with a little magnifying glass. So if you just type in like scholarships, it'll take you right to the financial aid and scholarships page. And there's a big button that says scholarships apply now. And sometimes we'll even do like right. Like today, we're running application scholarship workshops to like teach you how to write or how to structure these essays for their scholarships. And they're really short essays. They're, I wouldn't even call it an essay. It's like 500 words. Kind of just describing like answering the prompt and kind of saying like why you qualify um, based on that prompt.
0: I'd like to just touch on local admission real quick. I have a lot of students that, you know, they have dream school. It's like San Diego State or Long Beach State. You know, it's down south in Southern California. Can you talk a little bit about like the benefits of like applying to your local school? So specifically here Sac State?
2: Yeah. So local students, we prioritize local students and local student admission. So, you know, if you are a local student, you know, if you're a Cottonwood School student, you know you are meeting at least that 2.5 GPA, you got your high school diploma, passed all your A through G requirements. I can't say we guarantee you admission, but we'll prioritize, you know, your admission over somebody who's from a non-local area. We like to serve our local area applicants first, so we do try to prioritize as many of those students getting in as possible. So
0: are there resources or do you have any advice for high school students that are interested in attending Sac State? Like, do you guys have outreach days or if they want to schedule a campus visit or anything like that, what would you recommend for for students and families?
2: Recommend contacting your lo- local admissions advisor. So I would be the local you know, admissions advisor for your guys' county. So if you guys have questions, you can feel free to reach out. I have parents reaching out all the time asking questions about, you know, if my student's taking this math course, is that okay? You know, I always tell students it's best to ask more questions than not. It's better to be over-informed than possibly miss, you know, a little bit of information. Yeah, so outreach days, um, we, I can always schedule something, too, if you, you know, need, like, an informational session or you just want to grab, like, some quick information about Sac State. I'm very available um, through Zoom. And then also campus tours. There's Our campus tour is how I kind of picked my campus. I applied to five CSUs, five UCs. And I got into quite a few schools, and I was trying to figure out which one I wanted to go to. And I had my heart set at the time on a CSU Northridge. Took a campus tour at Sac State, my home college, and was like, "Oh my god, this is so pretty! I'm gonna go to Sac State." So it's really important to take those campus tours. A lot of times, students don't make their decision until they're on that campus tour. So we offer campus tours all the time, Monday through Friday, or sorry, Monday through Saturday. So. Various times throughout the day, we do them, you know, if your school wants to schedule a tour, we do that. We do individual tours with, you know, parents and families.
0: Cool. Well, thank you for all the insight and information, Andrea. It's been really useful and helpful. And I think our families will find this, you know, very informative, if, you know, for a, a lot of our college-bound students. I want to thank you for joining us. It was really great to have you. And maybe we'll have you on a future podcast uh, on a different topic.
2: Yeah, cool. Thank you, guys. It was really. This was really cool.
1: That's a wrap for today's episode of Cottonwood Compass. We hope you found this podcast episode valuable and enjoyed it as much as we did. Remember, high school is all about growth, challenges, and new experiences.
0: If you have any questions about this episode, feel free to schedule an appointment with your counselors. We can help you navigate this topic and how it specifically affects you. Don't forget to subscribe to the Cottonwood Compass on Apple Podcasts and get notified when the next episode drops. Thanks for listening and catch you next time.